Hey, welcome to Nation the Franchise with Aaron JR in the Bush. Howdy. How's it going, guys? Hi. So, uh, we're going to talk about crazy playoff finishes uh, crazy. for the NFL this year. Uh, AFC and the NFC Championships coming up. And then after uh, after the Super Bowl, we're going to turn our sights to basketball with NBA, NCAA, and uh, talk a little bit about the NHL. So, guys, what's up? How's your week been? B. B? Minus. Oh, oh. You're, you're grading your week. <laughs> I was like, I don't understand what you're getting out there. Okay. Sure, same. B minus. Uh, that's pretty average weeks. Yeah. I guess yeah. a little above average. Uh, I'll go B. Just barely. I'll go B. I had a, I've had a good week at work, but other than that, I mean, it's just kind of like, eh. Kind of been a typical week. Yeah. It's all right. A little less depressed this week? Yeah, the Falcons kind of suck, so I knew they were going to lose. They failed to rise up. Oh, they they sure did. That, 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 that loss was on them. I will fight anyone to the death that says Philly won that game. <laughs> I'm going to take these birds Damn. down with me. I thought, I thought you were a pacifist. That's right. What happened? I mean, that's just a... That's <laughs> fight just to the a, death <laughs> over a football game? Met, metaphorically, I'll fight to the death. I'd still like that to see That just sounds it. lame. Yeah, yeah it really does. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> So, Aaron, how's your week going? It's going pretty well. Yeah? What's, what's made it great? Uh, well, I, what's made it well? I'm about to say. It's made nothing, a, nothing yet, but... It's made it average. Uh, nothing bad has happened, Ooh. and Purdue won. Mm, I did go. see that game last night, and that was the first game I've seen for Purdue all year. And Number three in the nation, really good. Number yeah, three, they're looking yeah. all right. Someone, 18 and 2. I don't remember what analyst it was, but they actually called Purdue the number one. I think it was that country. Jay Williams guy. Well, yeah, they're uh, on a freaking... The what? one that had his shit leaked with... Uh, Thompson a couple of days ago. <laughs> shit oh, really? <laughs> right. I mean, it wasn't choice shit, but, you know. <laughs> Very poor choice no, of words Whatever. I'll take it. So, um, what do you guys got for top stories this week? Bush. Oh, shit. I went on to another page. Okay, here we go. <laughs> huh? Okay, so, uh, <laughs> the other week, uh, the Celtics announced they were going to they're going to honor Paul Pierce and Isaiah Thomas at the same game. Uh, they're going to retire Paul Pierce's jersey. Blast and us. while the Cavaliers are back in town, they're going to do like a little video tribute for Isaiah Thomas. And Paul Pierce is not very happy about that because he's a little bitch. He got bitchy. And mm. he's like, you you shouldn't be honoring Isaiah Thomas when this is my night. Like This is my more, night. Like you, you're going to – like. They're, they got to spend the entire, like, three hours that the event is going to be there. Got to spend the entire three hours on Paul Pierce. Can't have anything in that between. That such a douche. I've always and, Egos, uh, man. Schmigos. So, uh, Isaiah Thomas says, I'd like to thank the Celtics for their gracious offer to play a video tribute. That's probably going to be about 30 seconds mm -hmm. the entire night. Uh, but since it appears this has caused some controversy with little bitch Paul Pierce, that was an ad lib. <laughs> um, mm. I'd like to ask the Celtics who instead focus all their attention on number 34's career. Who's number 34? Paul Pierce. But no, psh, anyway. So, <laughs> so Paul Pierce is a bitch. Isaiah Thomas is cool. Celtics are fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> this is a dumb story. I like with the summary. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Nice. That's good. Cool. Aaron, what do you got? What's your top story? Next year's Heisman Trophy winner is coming back Two. to school. I thought you were leading up being like, nothing. For oh, his senior like, season. Sound? <laughs> <laughs> you got to be in the house. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, Curtis. It's Bryce Love, Stanford. He's going back to get that education. Yeah. He is there to play football and school. <laughs> He's there to play school. Would have been a first-round pick, but he decided that he wants that education. Even after running for 2,118 yards and 19 touchdowns. Well, I have <laughs> – that's like – 
high energy, bud. I dig it. There you go. So I've noticed that a lot of guys from Stanford usually end up staying like the full four years, even if they are going to be a number one draft pick. Losers. Education. Smarties. They're yes. there. To, they're there for school. Rigged. They're there to play school. They're there to play school and get that piece of paper. All right. They're not there to get money. I'm not. I'm not. Never mind. That, that was going to go down a bad road. All right. I'm not. Yep. Okay. Yep. We'll, we'll avoid it. I yep. like it. Good stuff. Good job. Nice catch. Hard right. <laughs> so <laughs> the the uh, the top story I have is uh is about the Bengals. Bengals uh, and their fans. The Bengals fans uh, they pay it forward uh, from the Bills earlier uh, in the season this year uh, by giving to Blake Bortles charity for beating the Steelers 45 to 42. So the Bengals fans were grateful uh, that the Jacksonville Jaguars knocked out their least favorite team, the Pittsburgh Steelers, out of the playoffs. Uh, so more than 100 fans have donated over $5,000 to Blake Bortles Charity. Um, early, a couple weeks earlier, the Buffalo Bills um, donated over $300,000 to Andy Dalton's foundation. He is the quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals uh, for beating the Ravens uh, and knocking the Ravens out of the playoffs and putting the Bills into the playoffs and giving the Bills their first playoff burst since 1999. So short-lived. Little feel-good story. Yeah, little feel-good story there for you guys. I mean, you know, make make your hearts warm. So, sort of I feel it on a on a similar note revolving uh, the Steelers. Apparently, some uh, bakery in Jacksonville sent uh, sent some sort of delight called a turnover. Didn't know that was actually a thing. Like a like a that's a that. donut. It looks like some sort of like triangle baked dough ish. It looks like a zoomed up turkey of a piece. Or it looks like what? A, it looks like I don't a, know what this is. Looks like a zoomed up picture of a turkey. But kind apparently of. it's a donut called the turnover. Yeah, something like that. Anyways, they they sent seven of these over to Heinz Field to the name Ben Roethlisberger saying, thank you for your seven turnovers this year in the two games against them. Savage. I love it. Ouch. Do you think Ben Roethlisberger is going to eat those? Probably. If I, if I was in his shoes, I would. Well, they sent him to Heinz Field. They didn't send him to his house? They, well, oh, so I, they'd be, well, they wouldn't know it his house. The, it says to the address. You don't know. Ben Roethlisberger, Heinz Field. 100 Art Rooney Avenue, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Did they send Heinz seven? Field staff will probably eat them. Did, oh. yeah, so they sent seven for the seven turnovers. So they sent Robinson. seven of those donuts, not seven boxes worth of them? I don't know that. I would love it if it was seven boxes worth. <laughs> but I don't know if that's really I'd make too ben, much work for a troll. I'd make Ben eat all True. of them and be like, hey, you had those donuts. You <laughs> You're going to sit here in my <laughs> office and eat all seven of these donuts. <laughs> You're not leaving. <laughs> that sounds like something Mike Tomlin would do. <laughs> I would love that. I would love to see that video. Um, you got to eat. Ugh, that just sounds, that just makes my stomach hurt. Uh, so speaking of which, uh, so we're going to talk about the NFL. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of these playoff games that led up to the upcoming AFC and NFC championships. Uh, so how'd you guys feel about the, uh, well, I guess we already talked about the Philadelphia Atlanta game. So uh, Philadelphia, the Schmeagles, uh, they beat the Falcons 15 to 10. No, the Falcons let the Eagles win. <laughs> uh, the Falcons lost. Yeah. So mad. Falcons <laughs> lost ten to fifteen. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, the New England Patriots beat the Tennessee Titans thirty-five to fourteen. That game was awful. Uh, I barely watched any of it. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Pittsburgh Steelers forty-five to forty-two. Yes, looked like a good one and a, and a thriller. Awesome. I like it. And then uh, the game of the week for sure, the one everybody's talking about, the uh, Minneapolis Miracle. The Minnesota Vikings beat. The New Orleans Saints, 29-24. As time expired, Stephon Diggs was running across the goal line as the clock hit zero uh, in one of the most probably iconic game-ending plays of all time. 
So what what what, what did you guys think about the Jacksonville versus Pittsburgh game and then the uh, Minnesota versus New Orleans game? I was kind of surprised at first. I was out grocery shopping during uh, like a little bit of first quarter and got back and it was already like twenty one to zero and I'm like mm-hmm. holy shit. And then uh, after that I was like all right they got this. Pittsburgh came back a couple See, times. See I kept thinking that Pittsburgh was gonna. Take I knew that over, but I knew they were going to come. They just kept answering. Yeah, yeah. Kind of which I was very surprised. Yes, I saw. I found this quote from Jalen Ramsey. Re- read it in like a in like a, a quote form, like how he would say it. But don't be racist about it. Well, I'm not going to be racist, but I know he's very like. I don't know what the word is. He is like a. He's very sassy, I guess. Sassy. No, I don't think he'd agree with that. But. Uh, yeah, he probably wouldn't want to be called sassy. <laughs> I don't think he wants to be called <laughs> sassy. That's not exactly. Aggressive? <laughs> no, it's, I think that's more uh, of a endearing. It's, it's not. It's not aggressive. Him. Like he's like, he's like a very. He's probably like a very gossipy kind of guy. I think he would. You're making him sound like your, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like if you've heard the interviews, he totally does. I was like, I think you'd beat like, your ass. I feel like I'm. Right I feel like I'm describing this pretty accurate. I'm, anyways, I'm not going to do it. I just don't think any NFL player wants to be called sassy and gossipy. Jalen Ramsey attributes sassy. Ninety nine. He is gossipy. What's the scoop, fellas? <laughs> I don't, I, don't, I don't think that's... That's what he does when he gets into the huddle. <laughs> yeah. What's the scoop, fellas? What's the Did play? you see 83's cleats? <laughs> Where'd he get those? Pay less? <laughs> there you go. Anyways, talking about this the other day, I was kind of wondering why they were so confident. Because we stomped their ass last time and we knew we were going to do the same this time. I can't tell you why they were so confident, but that went out the door real quick. And it's got a little picture of him like... What guys? Damn, that's sassy. Oh yeah, well sassy. Kind he of likes guy. to stir the pot. That's what he likes to do. I was like with that with the AJ Green. I actually saw an interview with him today. They were like, "What were you saying to AJ Green?" He's like, "I told him he was weak, and on every play I told him he was weak. I just kept saying it over and over again. And then when he got one catch for six yards, I'd be like, "Good job, one for six, one for six." <laughs> See, I like dudes that I love do that. that. I love, yeah, I like I like the guys that like razz the other players just to get a rise out of them and stuff like that. It's that's my favorite type of shit. Um, so, how'd you guys feel about the uh, Minnesota New Orleans game? So, in your guys' opinion, did that does that go in as one of the best game enders of all time? In my yeah. opinion, it does. I mean, yeah. that game was oh, insane. Yeah. Everybody's gonna remember that. Oh yeah, and so case game forever. So do you yes. still. So, I mean, so uh, another big thing that everybody's talking about is that Marcus Williams just blatantly missed that tackle. Um, on Stephon Diggs to let him go into the touchdown, to get the touchdown into the end zone. So, do you think that the Vikings still would have won that game if he made that tackle? Kind of hard to say. Never know. I mean, I still think the Vikings were in field goal range. I still think they probably would have ended up making the field goal and winning the game. What would that have been, like a 40-something yard field goal? Probably like, yeah, 45, 48. Yeah, I mean, it would have been a heck of a kick. But you know they're indoors. I think they would have pulled it off. So, yeah, I don't know. But I'm I'm glad it ended that way. You know, just because again, you know, that just makes another iconic moment in sports. Yeah, I'd much so, rather see a game in that way than on a kick. Yeah, so I hate seeing uh, games in on field goals. I know. So we're gonna go into our playoff pickums. Uh, so we have first game up. We have the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the New England Patriots. What do you guys got? Jaguars. You got the Jags straight up. I don't. Uh, I, I got the I got the Patriots. I got the Patriots close. Not a high-scoring game, I don't think. I don't think it's going to be close. I think the Patriots will probably win by at least two touchdowns. At least two touchdowns. Yeah. And you're putting your name on that. Sure. All right. 
Not that anybody cares, but yeah. Everyone cares. Everybody. <laughs> so uh, the next game we got up is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Who you guys got? Minnesota. Schmeagles. I, I, I do have the Minnesota Vikings winning this game. I hope so. Case Keenum and the Vikings. As big of a joke as it was like two, three weeks ago, I'm all in on Keenum versus Bortles in the Super Bowl. I would I, love that. And I, that's probably the most interesting matchup at this point anyways. Vikings versus Jaguars would be, in my opinion, the greatest Super Bowl matchup since the Bears and the Colts. Like, unless you're a Patriots fan, nobody gives you, a shit about the it'd Patriots It'd be guaranteed anymore. that you'd see somebody win their first Super Bowl in that. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that'd be huge. And the thing is, too, is just I mean, what I love about the Vikings fans is, I mean, they're those fans are insane. Skull. I mean, they've they've been around forever and never won a Super Bowl, and but they're just diehard fans. I just love watching them go absolutely bonkers when the Vikings won that game. I'm gonna try to make an obscure point. If you guys haven't don't understand it, then it's just gonna be kind of a ruined point. Okay. Seen that episode of SpongeBob where it's got like a little shot of like Squidward looking outside his house and yep. like SpongeBob <laughs> and Patrick are playing. I saw mm-hmm. something about like okay, so in this picture, Adrian Peterson is Squidward and it has. The Vikings and Saints playing outside. It's <laughs> like how he's feeling on Sunday. No, I, I do get that reference. Oh, that'd that's be perfect. Like, that's awesome. I actually do like that. I like okay. it. <laughs> Internet doing its thing. So the the <laughs> yeah. So the last game um, we're gonna go over is uh, the coveted Pro Bowl. So that uh, that nobody watches anymore. Nobody cares about. Nope. So uh, who you guys got? You have the AFC or the NFC? The winning team. Mm, sure. I like more players in the NFC. Thanks, John. Man. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go NFC. The teams were better this year, so I think I think that's what's going on. So the one thing, the one question I do want to ask you guys is, um, do you, do you think that they should go old school and move the Pro Bowl a week back after the Super Bowl, so yeah. the guys in the Super Bowl can well, play in the Pro it Bowl? It used to just if they be want. like a closing of the year party in Hawaii. That's what it should be. I mean, and now it's just like a, now it's just turned into a bunch of riffraff. Here, that nobody here's watches. some good players. Playing a game, I don't know where the hell it's played at anymore. California I think it's or something. In Orlando. It's not even Orlando? in. It's not even in Hawaii anymore. No. No. I God, been man, they got super lame. Man. They they don't have the the lays on anymore like they used to. It's it's not the same. Yeah, that sounds awful. Yep. So yeah, I I think they should kick it back a week after the Super Bowl, and then if the Super Bowl players want to go and play, they should be able to because usually the two teams in the Super Bowl have some of the best players in the NFL. I think they almost kind of get cheated out of the Pro Bowl if they actually want to be there. Is making like a because I know a lot of people are like hardly even playing when they actually go in the Pro Bowl. Make like a make like a flag football tournament or something, something that people can actually have fun with, actually try. Yeah, I give a hundred percent. Like that might be even more fun. Not having to worry about injury. That might be even more fun for the fans to watch. Could you imagine having like a career-ending injury in the freaking Pro Bowl? I feel like that would just shut the whole thing down. Yeah. That would be awful. So I, I agree with that, though. It would be cool to see NFL players like playing flag football. Yeah, just like do, goof, do like goofing a, around. Do like a time. full field flag football. Doing so like, it's it's, not, just awesome. like, it's yeah. not just like a 20-yard field. Doing like crazy, insane, like mm-hmm. you know, like uh, like trick plays and things like that. I think it would be a blast to watch. That would be cool. Receivers not having to worry about getting hit. That's yeah. the way I'd like to see it. So, Roger Goodell, if you're listening, let's, let's, oh, make, sure let's make those changes. <laughs> so... All right, so uh, I want to move on to the NBA. Um, there's there's a lot going on with the NBA right now. I mean, there's ejections, technicals left and right. The tensions are building a ton. Uh, what, what do you guys think the NBA should do in this? I mean, because I mean, it, right now it's it's there's tensions with players versus players, players versus refs. It's just it's it's a huge mess. 
So, I mean, I guess just, like, what do you think the NBA should do at this point? There's not much they can do. Players are going to be players. They need to – I don't know if they should like have refs just, like, be like shut up, let people play, unless it's, like – They're kind of very already doing p- that, though, and that's making the players do, more well, pissed. And that's – I mean, that's kind of the issue. So, I mean, I guess the, the, the latest that came out of this was the Rockets versus Clippers game with uh, Chris Paul and Blake Griffin and all that going on. And so – and that's what kind of brought me to ask these types of questions because really – really between like the players and the refs the players say they want consistency with these types of calls and everything like that and then the refs pretty much say that they just want a calm and controlled environment when it comes to these well, games. Well that's a horrible. That's not That's a horrible that didn't sell. No. Well no. Well I mean like I, well, it just kind of seems talking about sport calm and not like but no, I mean it's like not fly. like I think they they want like the you know the chaotic atmosphere of like having fun and stuff but they want it to where like the players aren't like bitching them out like every other play call cuz you know I mean I don't think they're there to argue with players and stuff like that they're just trying to officiate a game make their money and go home and so cuz I mean it's it's gotten kind of a hand. I mean, LeBron James has been ejected for the first time in his career uh, Draymond Green has a uh, league-leading 11 technicals. And he definitely <laughs> deserves it. I'm about to say, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> no. Uh, he Ke- doesn't have more yet? Kevin Durant's right. been ejected three times, and Anthony Davis also uh, picked up his uh, first career ejection. And and that's the thing. you know. It just it just seems like the players are frustrated, and really these these refs don't exactly know what to do. It just, it's I it's just su- it's such a mess. Though. Yeah. Because how many times have you seen a guy get a foul call on him and agree with it? Very rare. They they never think they actually fouled. But I mean, but uh, but the players have gotten so out of control with like, I feel like it's, screaming it's, at refs I feel like it's and more like throwing their arms missed around. Missed calls and, that people get. Those well, and that's, that's well, where they want, be better too. And that's where they want the consistency. But I mean, most of the time, man. I mean, they're probably a lot of, a lot they're probably of, right like ninety five percent of the time. It's just the few that they get wrong that everybody just loses their minds yeah. over. It's yeah. the, it's the human aspect to it. And I, I kind of want to ask you that. I'm like. I want to ask no, did you, guys. you Did you actually see what uh, LeBron James did when uh, they lost to the Pacers like a week ago? No. Or something like uh, they lost. LeBron was driving on the baseline for like a game-winning shot. They caught him. He stepped out of bounds. He got real upset and was in a ref's face. He wasn't ejected or anything because the game was over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess he went on Twitter the next day and was like, I saw a replay. I was wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Well, for sure. I mean, yeah. and they should admit when they're wrong. Stuff. And But the question I want to ask you guys is, do you think the refs are almost like afraid to make calls at this point just because they don't want to get screamed at and bitched at and all that stuff no, and kind of be put in the spotlight? Not. Or do you think Probably the not. let me finish? Or do you think the, the do you think the players are too entitled and they need to shut their mouths and play basketball? I think both people are a little too. Oh, I don't know. I wouldn't say the players are entitled. I would say the refs. Like they both have egos for sure. Well, yeah, sides. I mean, they need to get. I do think they need to get refs in there that. You know, are just happy to be I think there and they're not just at, trying at to. At the very least, I'm seeing way too many refs get way too eager with technicals and ejections. Yeah. It, well, yeah, I mean, their fuses have gotten so short over the last couple of years, but I think that's almost the players' fault because the players have just been so outlandish the last couple of years over pretty menial calls. Outlandish. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, cause te- I mean, I agree. I mean, technicals and ejections seem greater. The tensions are rising with all that kind of stuff. And I, I think the players kind of started it, to be honest with you. Because, I mean, you just see kind of more of like the crybaby type. I don't care who started. You, you figure it out. Let's get on with sports. 
I mean, that's just kind of the way I look there at you it. Go. So, so, but the, but the big question I want to ask you guys is: Do you think we're headed for another mouse in the palace? No, no, I don't know, I hope so. I don't I think mean, that'll ever be replicated. <laughs> I don't think it'll get that bad, but we could see like a line fight between both of the teams just on the court. Don't bring. I the think fans. that'll happen at some point. Don't bring the fans into it, but yeah, I think it. T- I think it will too. I'm looking forward to that day, to be honest with you. That to me, that's what makes basketball exciting. <laughs> I mean, I don't know when, but at some point in the future, sure. Yeah, I'm sure, sure there'd be a fight. So, do you guys have any other? Love uh, to see it. Do you guys have? I mean, I, I, so those are the questions I just want to come at you guys today. Um, do you guys have anything else to add into NBA? Because that's uh, that's what I got. For oh, you guys. Um, just last. I mean, kind of talked about it for a minute, but the little scuffle in LA last night. But the police were actually called when. Uh, Chris Paul led uh, James Harden. Brought his goons in there. <laughs> Brought his goons. <laughs> they, uh, they snuck their way back into the Clippers locker room trying to fight Blake Griffin and Austin Rivers. Shawshank style. That just kind of seems like a bitch move on um, Chris Paul's point of view. Pretty much. First time he leads anywhere, it's to uh, other team's locker room. Yep. Good job. Got to start Sweet. somewhere. I don't like it. Don't like it at all. El Chapo of Staples Center. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, uh, so we're going to move on to... The NCAA basketball. So, uh, really, I, I don't have a whole lot. Um, I got the top five. We have Villanova. They're on a three-game win streak. Uh, Virginia, they're on a pretty impressive eight-game win streak. And then uh, Purdue's number three with a 14-game win streak. So, I agree with that with them being the number one team right now. With a 14-game win streak, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma's number four. Not for long. Yep, because they're on a one-game losing streak. So, they'll be knocked out in the top five. One-game losing streak. Well, that's what it's got written down. Get out of my face. And then uh, Duke uh, is coming Duke. in <laughs> number five with three wins in a row. There you go, gentlemen. That's our top five. We got Villanova, Virginia, Purdue, Oklahoma, but not for long, and Duke. Yes. Fuck Nova. Go for Ooh. So the, the, the one thing I did like to bring up is that um, Cincinnati uh, actually holds – the UCF basketball team to fewer points than their football team did. Hello. So, what? all right, so I'll repeat that. The Cincinnati basketball team holds UCF's basketball team okay. to fewer points than Cincinnati held their UCF's football team to. I know that's kind of, that's a whole mess of words right there. I got it. Football scored more than basketball. Yes. yes. So Cincinnati beat UCF in basketball the other night, 49 to 38. But earlier in the year, UCF they beat Cincinnati. national champions. Yes. They should. But earlier in the season, UCF beat Cincinnati in football 51-23. to So UCF's football team scored 51 points. Their basketball team scored 38 points. It's pretty bad for 40 That's minutes. That's sad. Well, less than a point. Could a you imagine it's being there? Eight points in 40 minutes. But could you imagine being there Ew. in a game that is 49-38? to That's like – that's not even high school scores, dude. That's like – Brick squad out in full effect. <laughs> That's terrible. It's like the 2011 NCAA championship. But, I mean, I know both of those teams are very yes. they're very slow-paced. The way they play the game, they definitely take their time scoring points or whatever. Use that but, shot clock. Grind oh out gosh, possessions. It was bad. Play tough dude. defense. It was awful. So, really. Um, Blue-collar basketball. <laughs> Blue-collar basketball. I love it. We need it. to show some grit. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so, really, the only, up, uh, the only upsets we've seen really throughout this week. Uh, SMU just beat Wichita State. Oh, they did? Just now. Okay. Well, that happened. Yes. Uh, then we have South Carolina beating Kentucky, uh, seventy-six to sixty-eight. And then we have Kansas State beating Oklahoma, eighty-seven sixty-nine. So Trey Young, twelve turnovers. Trey Young uh, has looked pretty good. So except for the turnovers. Yep. Right. Well, some of the turnovers look pretty good. 
kind of impressive. Good for the other team. Yes. So, uh, so do you guys have anything really to jump in with NCAA basketball? We're hitting on it lightly right now, just because we still got a lot of football to talk about. So, but once football season, Notre Dame lost two straight games in the final seconds, and it was hilarious. Yes, (laughs) go Louisville. All right, that's NCAA news. Uh, So, the the other thing I want to talk. So now, I guess now, um, this is not going to be like the fun part of the show. Um, Uh oh. Yeah, it's going to get a little heavy. Brandon, what'd you do? No, it's 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 going to get a little heavy. So, um, we have like some miscellaneous news that I usually go over, like you know, Major League Baseball, NHL, college football, uh, Olympic type stuff. Um, so Japanese rowing team. Yeah. Well, and so we're just kind of going to get on a little bit of that heavier note. So in the college football world, uh, this came out yesterday, I believe. Um, oh, yeah. Washington State University's quarterback, uh, Tyler Holinsky, uh dies at the age of 21 over an apparent suicide, um, which to me is uh, kind of like amazing in the worst possible way. Just because, I mean, you know, this this is a kid who he, he just started a bowl game mm-hmm. first Michigan State, what, three, four weeks ago? And so, yeah, yeah, and I mean, late December, and then he's he's projected to be the starter uh, for this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. And um, he's only a sophomore, redshirt. Yeah. And uh, I mean, to me, it's it's pretty unbelievable. I mean, so uh, he he played in eight games during his sophomore season. Uh, he threw for over eleven hundred yards with seven touchdowns. Um, you know, I mean, his biggest outing came in the second week of the season uh, when they were down by 21 points in the fourth quarter to beat Boise State uh, in triple overtime. Um, so he came off the bench to throw 240 yards with three touchdowns. And at the end of the game, uh, when they won, he was carried off the field by his teammates, you know, in celebration. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's a pretty iconic moment for him. And um, I guess really what this shows uh, to us and kind of the world is that you know, you can be a starting quarterback for a power five. Uh, yeah, a power five Program. conference team doing real well, playing in a bowl game. Mm-hmm. You know, really, you know, potentially going to the NFL type thing. And but you could still have your demons, and you can still have things going on in your life to where you know, I mean, just because you got a great life on the exterior, you know, doesn't mean you're not mm-hmm. struggling with something. It's not always as it seems. No, and I mean, and that, I mean that's incredibly sad, especially you know for a, you know, like a twenty-one-year-old with such potential. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I guess just I just kind of the word out just to kind of everybody, it's that you know I mean if you're if you're struggling with somebody, or if you know somebody that's struggling, or if you are yourself, I mean, you know just reach out to somebody and talk about it. You know, I mean, you know your life's worth it, um, no matter what. I mean, it's that's just not the way to really go out, and that's usually not the answer. Just because really all that does is it just kind of transfers the pain to everybody else around you. Yep. And then I know, especially like you know this. Uh, I think he has a the, brother too, a couple years younger than. Well, that's and boys. I wanted to talk about that. So uh, he has a younger. Um, so Tyler Holinsky has a younger brother named Ryan. He's also uh, a very highly regarded quarterback prospect coming out of the 2019 class. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, he issued a statement about his brother. He said, um, you know, we as a family are grieving after receiving the news of my brother uh, that Tyler Holinsky took his own life uh, this afternoon. He said, we're in complete shock and disarray. Tyler was a kid that put a smile on everybody's face when they were down, especially his family. Uh, we'll mourn the loss of my brother and uh, for some time, uh, but we celebrate the life that, you know, he's lived every single day. I mean, that's just... I'm sure that's incredibly difficult for his brother, and I mean it's difficult for the Washington State community and stuff. So, just to see that happen in the college football world, just right after you know he had a really good season mm-hmm. and everything like that, I mean that's just that's tough. And 
that's not something that you know we ever want to come in here and report on but that's something that I feel like we should talk about and whether you know whether you're starting whether you're a starting quarterback for you know a power five conference team and you know, a potential NFL prospect or, you know, you're just living the everyday life, grind it out and just trying to get by and, you know, pay your rent and everything like that. You know, we we just want to extend out, you know, that, you know, again, you know, your your life is worth it. Um, better things are to come. It's just that's just not the way to go. And there's multiple outlets and people that you can talk to mm-hmm. all the time. And we we suggest you take those avenues. So yep. reach out. That's just how we feel about it. Um, so. Really, that's 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 kind of all I got on that. And so I guess while we're kind of on a down note, um, we'll also go into talking about this this guy. Uh, his uh, his name's uh, Larry Nassar. Um, he's a real piece of shit. So this is a uh, he is man. So bitch. This guy. Fuck you, Larry. Uh, <laughs> that that's it, dude. Uh, this guy, this guy sucks. Um, Pig. So Larry Nassar really, uh, he has been <clears throat> sexually abusing. Um, girls for I, I couldn't even tell you how long man for years um, girls in women's gymnastics um, just a real disgusting uh, fucking dude team doctor for USA right well, yeah and he's um, so he's he's um, he's sexually abused girls as young as six years old um, yeah he's also had you know he's also been found with like child pornography and things like that I'm not really going to get into the nitty gritty of it just because it's 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 a real difficult story to read just just to realize that you know he's doing this to young women and you know children and stuff and I mean it's just it's awful and mm-hmm. so um, he's been charged with twenty two felony counts of first degree sexual conduct misconduct or whatever so he uh, editor Bush yeah so I mean he'll be in jail for freaking forever um, for the Lock, rest, uh, Larry rest, yeah rest of his life for sure Lock um, him up. <laughs> and so uh, the thing that. The thing that, that I guess is really disturbing about it as well is that Michigan State University is where he kind of held his practice oh, yeah. out of and stuff. Uh, pretty much Michigan State and, uh, you know, the uh, USA Gymnastics really kind of, they really quieted what he was doing. Uh, they kind of knew what was going on. They It was really hush-hush. Um, they, had, they had women sign confidentiality agreements to where they would have gotten penalized if they did talk about this kind of thing and they went to the news about it and told people about it and really made it this type of a, you know, this type of a, I guess, a story. And so it's just, it's pretty unbelievable just how, how many people really just kind of looked past it and everything like that. I said this earlier. like Penn State 2.0. I said this earlier before the show. Maybe it's just my point of view, but okay, so they're, they're obviously making these decisions because they don't want like quote unquote bad publicity. I feel like having something come out, but being on like the right side of it, would be so much well, better than it coming out this way. It's so infuriating that they think of their school and their stupid bullshit organization before they think about these young girls and their lives and how they're being affected. Like I, f- I feel like it would, it would be better publicity for them to be like, "Hey, this happened. We were we sorry. We're sorry that this was an employee of ours, but we're we're going to support these girls instead of like." Trying to shut this up and be like, this dude isn't a part of us. They try to hide it. Well, and then, and then like you know, and then they come out and they're like, oh, you know, you know, we we had word that this was going on, and we heard the FBI was getting involved, so we stayed out of it and we tried to keep it hush hush because we didn't want to impede on an FBI investigation. It's just like, man, go fuck yourself. Like again, like they weren't well, they weren't taking allegations right unless it came from either one of the girls themselves or their parents. 
we really, and I, when it got to the point where, I mean, uh, there was also parents that had come out and they were like, I believed Larry Nassar. Um, I didn't believe my daughter when she came out and said this. I just couldn't believe it. And so I took I took my daughter's, or I didn't take my daughter's side. I took his side. And then when all this came out, they're like, I just felt like the worst person ever. I'm like, you kind of should. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think last time I heard is there's like at least there's like 142 accusers. It's it's at, unbelievable, and I mean, and the thing is, is like I, I don't care what's going on, I, I don't I don't care if you guys are making millions of dollars or what the hell's going on. If, if you have some creep ass piece of shit like Larry Nassar in your organization, you know he's doing that to girls. What what the hell makes you keep him in there? I mean, it's just it's 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 mind boggling to me that they were just okay enough to throw that under the rug and be mm-hmm. okay with that's it. Weird if they're, like, making all these payouts, like, it's more valuable to them. But that's right. the thing. Is he, it's like, like, is he really to, that good to it's like, lose Yeah, that's money a, it's like you're more worried creep. about your reputation than these, these little girls' say, like, lives. So this is, they're more rep- this worried about their reputation than, than Like, people that out. knew about Jerry Sandusky doing yeah, that stuff. But he was an, so good at being a defensive coordinator. Like, it's so infuriating. It just, like, it boils my blood. It just gets me so fucking pissed off, so... I mean that's, and it's kind of on the same boat with um you know with this with this Tyler Holinsky kid where I just kind of want to extend out and be like you know if you if you know somebody that's anything like Larry Nassar and who's a giant piece of shit or punch him or if you're somebody who has been sexually abused and you know you're kind of afraid to talk about it go punch someone I've never been in that situation so I don't really know how you feel and I don't know really what's going on but like I just hope you can kind of get the courage to speak up put these people in jail get them off the streets so they can stop doing this to people and they can just get fucked up in there yeah hopefully hopefully that i hope i hope this dude gets his ass beat and so and that's the thing and prayers so i mean just kind of just kind of speak up and you know just kind of be in that kind of a in that kind of a light um you know if you're going through either of these kind of really down things that we've talked about so uh, really, other than that, uh, sports-wise, the only thing I have to talk about is uh, in the NHL, uh, Corey Crawford for the he's goalie from the uh, Chicago Blackhawks may be out for the season. Um, again, we'll we'll touch more on the NHL, uh, NBA, and uh, NCAA basketball uh, when we stop talking about football, and then we'll also talk more about the Olympics since that's coming up here in a couple weeks. So, Can't wait. Uh, do you guys have anything else with sports really to chime in on? No, no. Um... Not really. All right. Well, um, we can just go into this week in time. So, uh, Bush, what you got? All right, uh, January fifteenth, nineteen thirty-nine. First NFL Pro Bowl. Oh, nineteen thirty-nine. Well, that's what the internet says. Did it so say it where it took place? Was it in Hawaii? I would assume so. I wonder. I didn't know they've been doing it for that it long. That's awesome. I was really before like the NFL and AFL merger. Yeah, that's that true. Because that uh, actually, kind of same, same day. Uh, 28 years later in 67, Packers defeat Chiefs in the first Super Bowl. So. Wait, what? So they had an NFL Pro Bowl before they even had a Super Bowl? Well, it well they, had NFL, NFL cha- they had like NFL championships. Oh, like the champ- okay, okay, like okay, that, okay, okay. First official pro- uh, Super Bowl since okay. 67. Got it. Um, January 17th, 1997, Dennis Rodman suspended indefinitely for kicking a cameraman in the Nards. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I don't remember that. That's... <laughs> Holy crap, they have that on video? And uh, now he's BFFs with uh, Kim Jong-un. That dude is weird. Dennis Rodman is weird. He is outlandish. Outlandish. That dude's super weird. (laughs) His mind's outlandish. Uh, Same day in history, quote-unquote, the Miss NFC Championship game 
Minnesota Vikings, Gary Anderson. Oh, yeah. This is a field goal for Against your Falcons. Allowing the Falcons to tie and eventually win in overtime. Gary Anderson. Despite being first kicker to finish regular season without missing a field goal. In fairness, the Falcons went on to lose that Super Bowl. Sure did. Rise up. All right, well, let's see if the Vikings can avenge it. (laughs) Then uh, last thing I got is uh, January 19th, 2013, Lance Armstrong came out and finally admitted he was doping in all seven Tour de France wins. Oh, damn. That was, uh, was kind of depressing. But it, it was. was. I mean, yeah, because he built his Live Strong empire. And... I actually had, like, a debate about this because I remember talking about this in, like, my sophomore year, like, public speaking classes. So many people were, like, disappointed, like, when he went on. I think it was, like, an interview with Oprah or some shit like that where he yeah. was talking about it. And Gosh, like, I forgot about they were like, I can't believe Lance Armstrong's, like, the biggest piece of shit. And I'm like... What? No. I mean, he still, still I mean, did all that stuff I mean, for. Yeah, I'm, yeah. That was I'm kind like, of my argument. Like, do you really fucking care about cycling at all? Be like, be honest, because yeah. you don't. Because like, I mean, it's a rhetorical question. You don't give a shit about cycling. Like, would at he all. have been a good cycler without the steroids? Probably. Well, the thing is, he was going through all this cancer treatment. He probably had to take those to even be on a level playing field. It's kind of incredible how he did doing those. I mean, that's just my Potentially, opinion. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I truly don't know. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm pretty unbiased. I don't give a shit about cycling at all. But like, no, the, I mean, the, I, yeah. The, like, the impact he's had on, like, the the research in cancer. Oh, so many lives just because of, yeah, research. because of like, strong. I think output, that yeah. should completely outweigh any any kind of dope. I totally agree. Done. It, it, com- it does completely ridiculous. outweigh what he did. I mean, he, he lost any kind of, like, ownership and any Yeah, I mean, yeah, he shouldn't be in any of the record books or anything like that. I mean, just, like, no, like, foundation-wise, like, he's not a part of Livestrong at all anymore. He's he's completely out of it, which is fine with me. Sure, but I'm saying, like, like, you know, he should be, you know, removed from, like, the record books and stuff like that, and people shouldn't talk about him as one of the greatest cyclers ever, but, like, um... I mean, he's he made a huge impact just with oh, his yeah. strong campaign. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I mean, just being like, even though he did win, like he's such a huge inspiration. Yeah, in my in my book, that makes you a hell of a person. So yeah. I'm fine with it. So uh, do we know what the international day is today? Is there one? Do uh, we have one? I did not actually look it up, but I can. Uh, all right, let's give it a few minutes. So, um, so I guess to to undo the dead space, Aaron, what you got going on this week? Anything exciting? Uh, I'm going to watch some football Sunday, and I'm going to watch Purdue on Saturday. And um, <laughs> It's all sports. I'm also going to go watch my cousin's basketball tournament. More sports. Hell yeah. That's probably about it. You going to watch the games this weekend? Yeah, Sunday. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Purdue, 12 o'clock Saturday. Vikings. At Iowa. Jacksonville. It right, does not look yep. like there's any international days. Lame. But a shame. I do want to give a shout-out to my parents, Mike and Deb. Happy anniversary. There you go. Yes. It's Mike and Deb's anniversary day internationally in the Ace in the Franchise world. So there it is. That's what we got for you guys this week. Uh, we will be back. Uh, we'll, we'll have a Super Bowl lined up for you guys coming up. Um, and then really through that, we'll, we'll start getting into basketball, hockey, and the Olympics. So until then, we'll see you next week. Later. Go Super Bowl. Case Keenum. Up. Real quarterback. <laughs>